This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, brothers and sisters, and blessings to you guys tuning in. We're going to be right back. Uh, we got an amazing director in the building. He's also a filmmaker and uh, somebody who did a, a lot, a lot of great work uh, for the woman in black. He's going to be with us, our guest, Alex. He's going to be with us, like I said, uh, with myself and Anna Schofield. Keep it locked always. And happy Saudi National Day for my brothers and sisters celebrating 89 years. Celebration is today going on. We're going to be right back. Keep it locked always. 95 FM. Yellow home. Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. It's Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass. I'd first of all like to say on this fine, what day is it, Monday, mm. happy Saudi day. Oh, bless you, fam. Yes, happy National Day, 89th National Day for Saudi Arabia. 89th, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a blessing, really cool. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that. But what's more importantly, we got guests in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we have. Tell us who do you have, Anna. Okay, uh, we are joined by, um, well, first of all, we're joined by Andrew Lee, Dr. Andrew Lee, who is uh, currently servicing us with the most amazing performers and um, various forms. And today is very, very special because it's very personal to me. So I'm very excited to be introducing Alex Packer, who mm. is an actor and a director and for several years directed The Woman in Black, which we talked about on yesterday's show quite a lot in the West End. Hello, Alex. Oh, okay. We oh no, we're gonna so get no, going on. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Mr. Alex, give him a big round of applause. How are you doing, sir? Hello, I'm very well. How oh, are you both? Blessings, blessings. Good to meet you, sir. Really, and it's uh, you know we were talking about you know uh, the play yesterday and how important it is for Anna. Uh, you know, she's seen it. It's scary, but we want to get deep. You know, and yeah. talk talk about you as a, as, as a, you know as a creative, and talk of course about the woman in, in black. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy yeah. to tell you everything I know. Can't wait. <laughs> and yeah. the reason he's in the UAE, just to place Alex, is obviously in the UAE teaching children. So we're going to talk to Andrew Lee about that as well, because Andrew Lee is the source of all things uh, performance and wonderful. So mm. uh, the, the head of Arts Ed International and uh, the UAE. Or do you call it the Arts Ed UAE? Or Arts, no, Arts Ed International. International. Arts International. International. Nice. It's global. I want so lots <laughs> coming up on the show. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, dedicating this song to you both. You've got a friend in me. Oh, <laughs> you know this you. one. <laughs> so you got a friend in us right here, ladies and gentlemen, Post 95 Radio. Let's go. We're going to be right back. Let's go. Pulse 95. It's Pulse 95. It's Yalla Home. Anna Schofield and Big Cass live through till 8 o'clock tonight on this fine Monday. Can I just say that the traffic is awful out there, guys? So if you're stuck in it, welcome to Yalla Home. Stay with us. It's a packed show and very exciting. 100%. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got with us uh, Alex Packer. Welcome to the show again one more time, sir. Thank you very much for having me. And one only, Dr. Andrew Lee. Um, Mr. Alex, we'll start with you first. So, uh, obviously, with uh, with Anna, she was telling me about the woman in black, and, and I haven't had the pleasure of watching the play or the movie. So, yesterday, went back home. My wife, I've seen the film. She's like, that's amazing. And, oh, that's really that's really great. Yeah. And I want... So, from, from, from your... How, how was your involvement with The Woman in Black? How did it, you know, all come together? 
So uh, I started working on it in 2014. 14, okay. And I originally started working as it uh, on it as an actor, mm. and I worked on the UK tour production. Okay. So I worked on that for about nine months, and then the director Robin Herford, who I worked alongside, invited me to come into town. And mm. to when and when I say come into town, that means coming to London's West End. Yeah. And then I worked in there in the West End for two stints, two tours, if you call it. It's uh, two batches of nine months, and then after that. I stayed on and was assistant director on it. And so, uh, w- am I right in thinking that you're not just assistant director, but you also you understudied for the lead, didn't you? That's correct, yeah. So, yeah. on tour, I understudied for the lead, and then, yeah, in the West End as well. Now, this is huge, because the West End the West End Theatre, you know, there's West End and there's the Broadway. Mm. Globally, those are, I think it's fair to say, the, the ones that everyone aspires to, yeah, the globally recognised ones. So, when I heard that we had the director of The Woman in Black <laughs> here in the UAE, mad scramble, several phone calls to Dr. <laughs> Andrew Lee, get him in. Um, and I was trying to tell the story of the women in black mm. uh, to Hass yesterday. So there are lots of long-running shows. How long has the women in, run, uh, women in black been running? It's so it's just celebrated its 30th year in the West End. Mashallah. 30. Wow. 30. So um, with that being the case, there's a reason why. And I was trying to say to Hass, the reason it had such an impact on me when I went to see it was because the second half really... Mm. Uh, you know, it scared me in the way a horror movie does, in that joyful way. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I didn't expect <laughs> it. To. In fact, I would honestly say that going in, I was a bit derisory in a, well, yeah, you know, you're yeah. not going to scare me. Yeah. And it did. Mm. So um, it, let's if we can just recap the story for anyone who, who doesn't know the story of the woman in black, because I was trying to tell Hass and I got myself in all sorts of knots. You tell us. So the story of the woman, woman in black, it's based on a novel by a woman called Susan Hill. It was adapted by a man called Stephen Malatrat. And it follows the story of a young lawyer called Arthur Kipps who travels to the northeast of England. Yeah. And he is looking after a woman's estate right. who has died. And he has to visit a place called Eelmarsh House, Man. which is out on this very desolate, lonely island. Mm. And it's about his stay in this town and visions that he has seen and the events surrounding uh, the, the lady's name is Mrs. Alice Drablow. It's the events that have surrounded her death. And his investigation into what's happened and the story of mm. this village M- mr alex um you know for me i've um, um have you seen the film one flew Fu- one flew Fu- one flew over the <laughs> cuckoo's nest i have with jack nicholson yes yeah. yes so we uh we in saudi arabia about like seven eight years ago we did the first theatrical play oh, wow. of that one and it was for me theat- theater is such a, a very powerful like all the big actors always refer back to theater as a as the essence of it obviously i've seen the film yesterday but in your opinion, how is it watching, you know, the play? Like, what's the experience you feel when you're watching a play? Real people, real sounds. Yeah, I'm trying to get some sound effects right here. You can see in the background. <laughs> you're doing really well. They yeah. sound great. I'm so like, we were researching <laughs> this yesterday. This yeah. is the film soundtrack. I'm like, you know, there's a wind coming and there's horses. And, but how do you how do you do that when there's, you know, obviously watching a play? What's the difference between watching the play and, and the film? Well, with a film, you obviously have... A soundtrack you have sound design you, know, you can absolutely tell the audience where to look at every moment yeah. true and what the play does and what robin herford's production does so well is that it lets the audience's imagination mm. lead the storytelling and the fact of the matter is is that our imagination how we imagine the scariest mm. thing that we can imagine that's the most powerful tool that yeah. we mm. have uh, yeah. the it's imagination not, itself absolutely it's not being shown it it's imagining the worst and that's why being in that theatre live yeah. not knowing what's going to happen next yeah. with a little bit of a little bit of haze a little bit of stage smoke a little bit of lighting 
yeah, those very simple theatrical devices are so impactful and so good at creating atmosphere. I'm sure you've seen the film. I have, what, yes. what, what, what are your thoughts about it? It's interesting. I think they very much took it in a different direction, certainly with certain plot points. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that happens a lot with films. It happens a lot with that. It's a, a completely different medium, isn't it? And sometimes you have to be doing something with the story in one way in a film. Mm. And like I say, in a complete close-up. And the tools that are horror movie employees nice. is very different to that live experience mm. uh, and and also I think a film has to be um, I think they can fit a lot more into the 90 minutes so they can literally go through years I think it's uh, they don't um, sort of focus on one particular moment that a play does absolutely. or a, a live performance does can I take you to the bits at the end so without without actually giving the whole story away course, which no I'm spoilers. about to do well I will <laughs> I will naturally um, but you know you start to to think you see her mm -hmm. um, in the second half. Mm. So, um, and, and, and that's the scary bit. Yeah. She, she just randomly comes out. So I remember, uh, and I didn't expect that either. So he's obviously going, he stays a night, Hass, in, in the house. Yeah. And um, he doesn't mean to, he's not supposed to be there, but he has to stay the night. And that's when it all starts to go wrong. <laughs> and, I know. And of course, yeah, there's doors slamming and things are happening. He hears steps and he can hear noises upstairs. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly there's a moment where a light comes on and you see her face. Mm. So how did you do that? Because that was terrifying and it was a flash. It yeah. was there and then it was gone. So, yeah, there's a very specific moment. Yeah, it's the, the dreaded night of where he's home alone mm. in the house and he's decided to stay thinking, you know, there's no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I'm just playing at more. Oh, my God. That's and crazy. That freaked me out. <laughs> there's a moment where he goes into a child's nursery and then he comes back out um, and it's with a, just a single torchlight. Uh, there's a scream sound effect and using a torch. And it, again, it, like you said, Anna, it's just that flicker of you see um, her very briefly mm. yeah. and then we see her for another moment and there's a moment where she moves towards Arthur Kipps. I'm interested to know, did the cast get scary a little bit? Did, did it get scary on set when you're practicing or something like that? I think so. I think you do get caught up in it. Uh, even though I was understudying, I obviously get to know the show so well yeah. and working alongside and spend a lot of time on stage and even when I went on and played it, you do, you get absorbed in that mm. energy from the audience. Mm. You feel their fear and it's this fantastic thing and you can't help, even though you've rehearsed it 100, 200 times, you can't help but get caught up in that atmosphere. Nice. You see, I'd love to speak to the to one of the actresses who played her because that, that feeling of being able to flick on the torch and know <laughs> you're about to scare 500 yeah. people. Because mm. honestly, everyone screamed. Yeah, you were telling me that's great. That's, yeah. That's but your heart goes and I kept thinking, this is live, it's amazing. And then there was another bit where she sort of swished mm -hmm. uh, in a horrible way. You only saw the top half of her and she switched. What is going on with these sound effects? <laughs> Are you doing this? Uh, no. Mate. I'm telling you, it's just, it's just the woman in black. You know, She's kind there. Of effect. But um, she swished across mm -hmm. a kind of an elevated position. Yeah. And she went a bit too fast and you didn't see her legs. So again, it was a bit... Yeah, it's it's a it's a lovely um, costume, obviously, that thing of not mm. being able to see her feet and that she can glide. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the direction of how the woman moves. So it's, it's very slow, it's very steady, but then at other times, it's totally unpredictable. Mm. Yeah. She can fly on and fly off, so there's always that 
that level of danger. Did you bring something new? So you took over, you know, a show. This is a long-standing mm-hmm. show, Absolutely. 30 years. So when you took over, it had already been going for 20 years. Did you go in as the director or assistant director mm-hmm. and go, do you know what? I would like to put my twist a little bit on it. Are you allowed? No, we- not at all. Uh, what's, what's lovely and what's really unique about this project is with any long-running show, you will have an associate. The original director will often not come back for every cast changer every year because obviously directors are busy people and they mm. have other jobs. Yeah. With this, Robin Herford has directed every single cast change in 30 years. What? Has he really? Absolutely That's everyone. Crazy. And the reason why he's come back to it and why I loved assisting and working alongside him is because he loves it so much. Yeah. And, he, and there is that slight element that every time because it's such a small, there are two speaking parts, two male actors mm. that take the majority of the storytelling. There's always room for them finding it, them finding their own little moments in it, mm. finding their own way of delivering the text, telling that story. Yeah. It's a huge piece of storytelling. And that's one of the reasons why he comes back to it, because every time, day one of rehearsal, it feels like the first time of doing it. Mm. it that's feels crazy. We're going to start on this journey together and we're going to discover it. And that's yeah. why I have so much admiration and it was mm. such a joy to work on it with him. It's, it's, it's amazing listening to you. Um, we're going to take a short break, but then after that, we're going to be talking to Dr. Andrew Lee as well. I want to ask you, Alex, as well, about your beginning what really made you fall in love with all this like the young you're still young man you know <laughs> how did it really how did, how did, how did you know yeah. this whole uh, you know directing and uh, being into a creative did it start with you we're gonna be right back ladies and gentlemen keep it locked always 95 fm this is pulse 95 it's yellow home. home with anna schofield and big house Oh, wow. Okay. Pulse 95, Yalla Home with Anna Schofield and Big House. And it wouldn't be Yalla Live if we didn't play The Lion King. 100%. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, Alex, are you a fan of Lion King? I love The Lion right? King. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, debate and talk. Is it like the best, you know, um, animated film? Um, what do you think, Dr. Andrew Lee, about The Lion King? I remember taking my son to see The Lion King when he was about three and he was terrified of the animals. Mm. Oh, is he? Um, it's a great show, isn't it? And of course, mm. it's, the, it's the story of Hamlet. Mm. Um, and the way that it's kind of been produced on stage and in the film recently is just fantastic. Yeah. Generations have been brought up True. on it and c- will continue to be. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Alex, for you, when did your passion, when did you discover this passion of your creativity of you? Uh, I think... I think it's a similar story to most people who were involved in the arts. It was an inspiring teacher, a man called Jonathan Goodwin, who I worked with. Shout out to him. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Uh, But through secondary school, I had a brilliant youth theatre where I grew up on the south coast of England called the West Sussex County Youth Theatre, which was amazing. And uh, it was an amazing opportunity to work with professional directors on on projects throughout the year. Studied it at A-level, went off and trained as an actor. And what I really love about the work that we're doing out here at the minute with Arts Ed in the UAE Mm. is putting some of that back hopefully inspiring the next generation of performers but but before that how did it actually like why did you fall in love with that what made you was there okay okay the teacher shout out to that uh-huh. was was it him that b- made you fall in love i think it was that self-expression i think okay. it was i wasn't a very outward kind of person i was kind of quite shy and i just fell into the the joy of it the thrill of it of working mm-hmm. with people of being creative and as I was getting into as I was growing up and getting into films and stories and I was re- I always read a lot I read um, series of books funnily enough horror books when I was growing up there's mm. a series called Point Horror maybe that tied in with the woman That's, in black there's somewhere there's no coincidence yeah, there I that you ended so. up on woman in black <laughs> um, but I, I always had that within me and then it was just someone going hey you can perform you can tell stories you can mm. play characters and enjoy yourself and express yourself in that that unlocked it for me 
So, on your, you know, we've obviously read your bio and, and I'm obviously super excited about the fact that you've worked on Women in Black. But the fact remains that you have, you, there's all sorts, your bio is dot to dot of all these amazing things that you've done. <laughs> but you have, you have got on there, uh, I mean, you lecture as well, so you're teaching in the mm-hmm. UAE this week, very exciting, and last week. Uh, exciting for us to have you here, this is lovely. But more than that, you've got directing and you've got acting. Mm. So... Alex, <laughs> let's talk about the two there because they're very different Absolutely. mediums. Mm. Which do you like the best? Let's start there and then we'll go into why. Oh, it's tough. Mm. I think both are very rewarding. Both are very exciting. There's something really brilliant about, as an actor, investing in a character, yeah. creating something, being on stage, working with other people um, and sharing that with an audience every night on stage or working yep. on a film set. You know, that's, that's an amazing thing. As a director... There's some similarities, there, but there's what I love about directing is that idea of helping, guiding, in, mm. and, and forming a fully-fledged piece about working with other creatives on the team and mm. for, fully forming something. There's nothing that's more exciting for me than sharing a piece with an audience for the first time, and if that's a group of 50 parents or if that's a sold-out auditorium of 500 people, of them experiencing that story for the first time and continuing to develop and modify that so it could be the best piece of theatre that's amazing I can I can hear the passion Dr. Entrelia how do you guys know each other so um, as you know I've been bringing some friends and performers over for mm. kind of the last few months yes and um, we thank you for that yeah no, they very... all now live here in Sharjah <laughs> at Pulse 95 <laughs> absolutely um, and uh, we had a request for some kind of serious theatre and some training in how to act um, we do a lot of work with musical theatre but to work in straight theatre um, was a real specialism for one of the schools here and mm. they asked for Alex so Alex has been over here to train students and teachers nice. in how to deliver um, the best drama and I think it goes back mm. to you Alex from what you've seen so far I mean honestly what's been your feedback is this your first time in, in, in so yeah been here mm. two, two weeks never been here before yeah. in the UAE wow, what's wow, the wow. immediate because I'm very interested in this there's a certain stereotype about this region especially in the west mm. media so what has been your uh, you know be first kind of impression yeah what struck me is that the young people that I've been fortunate enough to work with here nice. in the last couple of weeks are similarly creative they're similarly interested in telling yeah. <laughs> similarly uh, and what's been really lovely we were talking in the car journey over here about how when I got a chance to speak to people one on one or mm. in, in small groups and talking to them about the possibilities that lay ahead for them about training about wanting to know the industry and about the, the hugely transferable skills of acting about presentation skills communication yeah. being a better human being and understanding this world that we're part of Man. is really really that's exciting that's applause ready. that's what <laughs> I love to, I love to hear that I love to hear that oh, this is really key because it's something that um, you uh, Dr Andrew you talk about this I've heard you talk about this so mm. there is some incredible no, who, who is it PWC the sort of accountancy yeah, so firm talk about the corporate link there sure so PwC did a global study they looked at um, which competences or which things organizations around the world are looking to hire most at the moment um, it wasn't about qualifications um, it was about three ways of behaving the, the most organizations are looking for people who can be creative really mm. they're looking for people who can collaborate and they're looking for people who can persuade Ooh. And if you think of kind of most jobs, it requires those these things. Let's do something differently. Let's be creative. Let's collaborate with the people around us or collaborate with their clients. And let's persuade people to do slightly things slightly differently. And if you bring that together, then in an organization, you have new ideas that are delivered effectively. We were looking at this week of uh, 
how to walk into a room and present yourself and introduce yep. yourself, which the yep. young people I think found so surprising. How just how difficult that is. That is, and it difficult. doesn't get any easier the older you get. It's no. it, it's crazy you say that because um, my wife, my better half, hopefully she's tuning in. So she's uh, she's she's definitely the creative one here between me and her. But she's uh, she always says that you take it for granted that I can take on the mic and just MC a room. You do. She's right. She's right. For her, it's it's anxiety. It's a lot of things running. It's like. And I don't never feel it that way. I never see it that way. So how do you tackle that when when you're when you're meeting these students? How do you tackle that anxiety? I think it's about often it's things about taking your time. It's about taking mm. patience. It's about prep. The huge amounts of prep and rehearsal. It's no different to acting. Right. If you're going in and presenting yourself, you need to know what you're saying. You need to know how to hold sure. yourself physically. Yeah. Even if it helps you, you can pretend to be a character. You know, that's an off- a, a good way of countering nerves of not actually thinking of right. I'm here. I'm exposed to myself, but I'm actually in role, and I can immerse myself in that, and that can help me get through it. Mm-hmm. So if I did that, I'd end up doing a squeaky voice like many. <laughs> mouse or something trying to characterization it um i actually i train children as well to do voiceovers and one of the things that um is part of the course and i made it part of the course and i always talked to parents about that and it was completely organic um was the ability to walk into a room as a child smile say hello and shake a hand and so i used to train them whether they're four or whether they're 18 that the power of a smile is so engaging and i said i would always say even if you're nervous Mm -hmm. and you do not know what to say Mm -hmm. it's fine just say hello i'm amy and that's and that's it and and people actually forgive everything on a smile um, and employers make up their mind apparently statistically make up their mind about anyone who walks through the door in the first 10 seconds yeah. on the basis of a hello you can have two masters you can yeah. have first degrees but if you say hello wrong an employer won't hire you do you, do you agree with that absolutely mm. i think one of the simplest things that we've been <laughs> teaching Dr. Andrew, no, no. No, Dr. Andrews <laughs> saying no i read it i have you know ah, okay and now ladies and gentlemen we'll present to you the debate <laughs> on the left corner. Where are the boxing gloves? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but um, seriously, I, I, yeah, why do you agree with that? I think that one of the simplest things that we've been, te- been teaching this last week is if you smile, the person will smile back at you. And yeah. it's as simple as that. Mm. So it's those. It's just reminding everyone, every whatever walk of life you're, you're, you're walking, the simple things of a smile, of being polite, mm. of being open, and that... Mm. that that ease of confidence confidence is hard it's so hard when your heart's racing and you've got 50 things going through your head yeah mm. dr andrew lee why do you disagree with that well um well i'm not sure i disagree but we're doing lots of work with universities particularly in the uk and we know that if people turn up to a university for an interview mm. at oxford or cambridge or london school of economics only 13 percent of those people will get through the interview to get an offer right. will get through the interview mm. yeah so at the end of the interview they'll get an offer 13 percent, so 87 percent will be turned down mm. and the main reasons aren't to do with the academic ability but they're to do with can that candidate hold a conversation Can that candidate tell the story about a piece of research or something they've been interested in their own subject? Mm. And can that candidate tell us in an excited way that they want to be part of our university and part of the future? Is that really a reality? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you find find it so often speaking to people when when I do similar work with people wanting to go to drama school Mm. about that interview process. You need to talk about what you're passionate about, Mm. why you want to go to that institution. That's crazy. Hearing you, and I know you said this when we interviewed you, Dr. Andrew, 
I think that this kind of mentality needs to be shifted to this region as well yeah. because I'm a big believer that passion is a talent. I am not talented at anything, personally. Oh, come I on. think I'm just passionate. <laughs> no, no, really. And my passion has led me to break a lot of barriers and make things happen. And I'm very vocal about that. But I don't see that being celebrated here. Passion only, I'm talking about. Mm. So can you, be, can you be successful with passion only? I think, passion, I think passion and confidence mm. is what kind of opens the door to let the other personality traits 100%. out. 100%. I think if it's just passion, it's, it could be like a firework, right? Yeah. There's no direction to That's it. That's what I feel like. I'm, I'm like a firework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a, but you're a long-lasting one. I mean, you're sort of a Catherine wheel because yeah. you go on and on. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mr. Alex, if, if somebody is auditioning, you know, uh, to one of your, you know, you know shows, mm-hmm. what grabs that attention other than passion? What grabs that attention in that what Good I like question. To, um, yeah. I like to work with actors that are brave and brave. courageous in an audition, but I also like to work with actors that bring in choices, that they've made a choice. They're not just bringing in the, the safe choice or they're not imitating the version that's been You like taking a risk. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. but they've actually understood what they're saying and they've brought something to the role themselves. They've made some decisions, so I'm not starting from a blank canvas. You could speak to any director, and I think many of them will echo that sentiment, that you want an actor to be offer, offer you something to work with mm. so that they're, they're, they're malleable rather than coming in with nothing and then you having to start from the ground up. My dad used to say um, that early doors when I first said I wanted to be an actress once everyone had stopped shouting um, and um, you know we'd, we'd all calm down <laughs> one of the things that he would say if I was rehearsing something was you have to you have to push it Anna and in a rehearsal a rehearsal room is exactly that you should experiment and you should rehearse but you should also overact and he said it's not till you've overdone it that you found the peak of performance and mm. at that point it's up to the director to then bring you down and that's when you can find would you say that that's something I, that you i read a, an amazing book very recently uh, called how to stop acting by a man called harold guskin who very sadly died a couple of years ago mm. i was recommended it when i was training as an actor over 10 years ago and stupidly never got around to reading it until recently and i read it and my mind was completely just blown away with it. It was absolutely amazing. Talking about that as just so many um, gems of advice, including what you're talking about, Anna, about when you're acting, about bringing in a choice and going beyond that choice. So not being afraid of making it big because then you can then Bring it back. back. Bring it back. You've got to explore how Mm. big you can go. All of those options so then we can go, actually, that's a lovely choice. I like that idea. I like what you're doing there. But let's let's bring it back. We can make that smaller. It's so much easier to make something smaller, more intimate than it is to go the other way. Mm. Man, this is amazing. We're having a really good uh, chat with Alex Becker and, of course, uh, Dr. Andrew Lee. Uh, We're going to take a short break. But up next, we want to talk to you about if there is a, a play that we want to launch in the UAE or in the Arab region. <laughs> what would goes. it be and what would you be able to take part of it somehow, somewhere? <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. We're going to be right back. <laughs> Keep it locked always right here at Pulse95. Pulse95. It's Yella Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. Pulse95, it's Yella Home. As the good lady said, Anna Schofield and Big House. Hope your Monday afternoon is treating you well. Uh, we're joined in the studio, two live guests. Lovely. We've got Dr. Andrew Lee from Arts Ed International, who was brought in with him. You're putting the scary music on again, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this oh, is and, what he does. And, and we're dimming <laughs> the lights. Oh. <laughs> Alex Packer, the director. Alex Packer. Right, so this happens, mm. just to put everyone uh, in perspective. Okay. He breaks every radio rule going. When I first joined him a year and a half ago, I kept going, we can't do this, and he just ignored me. So he'll break into song later on, but he also does characterizations. Mr. Alex, 
Look at me. I'm asking you a question. Okay. Do you think that the Arab region can excel in theatrical play? I do. I do. Okay. He's terrified, Has. <laughs> He's absolutely terrified. No, no but also that, that, that's something else I've noticed in the film, uh, just going back to the, the woman in black. It's, 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 uh, uh, I like the fact that you said it's a storytelling. I just watched it yesterday, and you can really tell there's a lot of focus on the, on, on the story. So um, I'm very vocal about our story as Arabs being you know told by us not for us so do you think like is there room for something like theatrical would you be uh, interested one day to work with something like that uh, in the arab region yeah absolutely i think that human beings are storytellers and mm. theater is one of the oldest art forms that we have as, yeah. as a as human beings so i think that it doesn't matter where in the world you're from it doesn't really matter what your differences are it's about theater is about communicating an idea and communicating a story and i think that that's will that's a global thing and that will always last that's why theatre has been around forever and probably will mm, yeah. going back to uh, you and um, and you know you are now um, you're an actor you're a director um, you, your, your bio is incredible I'm looking at all the things you've been involved with there's Little Shop of Horrors mm. uh, The Wedding Singer We Will Rock You Billy Elliot you've been involved in all those productions mm. um, you've you touched on it earlier there is a perception certainly amongst parents that if children say Hey, mum and dad, I want to be an actor. You know, parents go, oh, no, even <laughs> mine. And they were in the industry. Uh, really, are you sure you want that, darling? Because you've got, what, 90? What are the stats, Dr. Andrew? 98% of actors are out of work at any one time. And you've got 2% wow. actually making it. Yeah. Um, now, you're a working actor and a working director. <laughs> you're living it. You're living that profession. How, how are you finding it? Do you like it? Are you happy? It's a real balance. Uh, some of it, it's a, it's a buzz, it's a rush. And yeah. then, like a, any career, any job, uh, there, it has its downsides, it has its challenges. Like Angie says, that, that just those facts are staggering, aren't they? And they're mm. very yeah. alarming. Yeah. So it just means that you just have to develop so much resilience and you have to work together and work with your colleagues, work with your peers. You have to continue to develop your own work. You have to really work on your networking and getting to know people and writing mm. to people that's one of the best pieces of advice that I was given and in turn that I give to people is make contact with people yeah. look at who's emerging in the industry young actors write to them because they were in your shoes not so long ago right. make contact with them you know write them a letter write to their agent just say hi this is me this is what mm. I'm doing have you any advice yeah Mr yeah. Alex have you ever been rejected and how do you take that all the time <laughs> how do you, how do you <laughs> yeah. deal with that you you have a moment you have a moment of pure annoyance or anger and that kind of hits you and then you learn to dust yourself off and carry on and I think that makes you up. the person who you are though you need to learn like rejection you need to lo like lose like Michael Jordan one of the greatest lots seven years before he won you know and became you know one of the greatest if not the greatest of all time so. absolutely there are so many stories by actors and people in the industry who have who really had to take their time and worked at it for years and years. Yeah. Uh, the one that pops into my head is Will Smith, obviously. Yes. Huge actor. I remember he he's famously said that he went to the uh, the studio door and was just sort of speaking to people and literally handing out his CV. And that's Will Smith. That's where he started. Right. And you think of where he's gone. So 
there is for a very small percentage of people they might get that lucky break and they might have a, mm. a certain trajectory but for the rest it takes time and everyone's journey is different there's no one size fits all if someone's doing well great for them but you need to worry about what your journey is I like I like that so in, 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 in hip hop we, we're a fan of lists when I say lists like who's your top five who's your top mm-hmm. 50 hmm. um, for you can you name your top three actors like of all time I know it's difficult but people who impacted your work well to I recently watched the series Fosse Verdon, which um, stars Michelle Williams, who has just yeah. won an Emmy Award for her mm-hmm. performance. And I think she's an exceptionally brilliant actor. Yeah. I very much like the work of uh, a British actor called Rory Kinnear, um, who's a mm-hmm. st- predominantly a stage actor, but is doing more and more film work. Mm-hmm. Really arresting, really brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, oh, got, Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. She's an incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, I can't think of a third, but th- there are so many. And what what I love to do is be inspired by them, be inspired by their stories and by their craft, by their work. I, I'm a big fan of seeing behind the scenes interviews and newspaper articles on them and reading up on these people because they have so, so many varied journeys and stories to tell. Here's a question for you. If you were going to have to choose, would you say that the Americans are better or the British are better? Because I think there's quite different styles there of is. acting. And what's, what's interesting is the last what, 10, 15, 20 years, the kind of British invasion yeah. of US TV, US films. You yeah. think music, of, uh, uh, grime, grime in, in the UK. Is hey, over the Brits hip-hop. have always been there musically. Yeah. Yeah, we've um, been I'll, leading the way. <laughs> hip-hop, I'm Excuse talking me. hip-hop. <laughs> okay, okay. A, I was, was going to say Beatles to you then, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you think of uh, you know, British actors for, for a long time, they've been playing just the villains. But more and more, yeah, well, yeah, you know, as, as, uh, as the, the media media develops you know there's the Netflix there's all of the online streaming there's Mm. so much more content now Mm. and so many more co-productions Sky Atlantic and all the other um, streaming services that build relationships between UK work and American work and they want to work with people from both sides of the pond from people from all around the world true I also um, there's a new series on Netflix has anyone seen it Criminal not yet no I've heard it's brilliant okay Quite, quite unusual. So sat down and watched it at the weekend. Um, Neil Tennant was the, the sort of the clip. I think it was Neil Tennant. That, the, the old Doctor Who. Am I getting the name right? Uh, David, David Tennant. Tennant. Thank yeah, you. There it. we go. That happens a lot on this show. I get the names yeah. wrong. Um, but um, he was the one that sort of made me go, oh, I'm going to watch that. Now, it was really interesting because actually it's a studio and a light. It's all shot in, in a cell. So, mm. so actually you've got three actors doing a play it was literally like mm. a modern version of a play mm. I didn't expect that and um, and David Tennant's ro- he didn't have many lines yeah. his acting was literally just facial oh. and uh, feeling and I thought we've with the Netflix have literally gone right back now yeah. we've gone full circle and we're now going back to just pure acting and a light yeah and I think to tie it back to the the production of the woman in black it's it's the simplicity of storytelling. You, I recently saw uh, Fleabag in the West End, which was one woman sat on a chair talking to an audience. Wow. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge, again, has just picked up multiple Emmys for her work. Yeah. So storytelling comes in so many diverse forms. It can be a, a blockbuster movie. It can be one person sat on a chair with a light. Mm. It can be a, yeah. a musical. It can be a new piece of new writing in a studio theatre. Mm. Uh, Dr. Andrew what's uh, y- um, so how long you been now in the UAE? You said so I've been here eleven years. Mm. Okay, and um, what's one misconception about you know the region or maybe the country that we- was destroyed because you lived here and you stayed here? 
What's one thing that really... You know, I, I didn't think that the society or community would be so open and so diverse. Mm. So I've been really happy and impressed to have you know, friends from all over the world, um, friends from Saudi, Philippines, Kuwait, Bahrain, um, UK, all over Europe, um, kind of living and working here and getting on well. You know, in the UK at the moment, we've got some tensions, but I think that the UAE is a great model of how people can get along and work together yeah. and do some amazing things. Yeah, I agree that's, that's, that. that's, that's really interesting. Um, Mr. Alex, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to know from you, uh, in term, when it comes to um, if somebody wants to get into theater, mm-hmm. is there, if, if he or she wants to watch something or attend something, is there something they can, uh, you know, see or watch? Obviously, they have to go through the proper training and, and school. But I'm just saying, because for some people, they don't realize that they love something until maybe they've seen it. I'm talking because when I did my theatrical play in, in Saudi, this woman came to, came to us after the show and said, now I realize that I love this because mm-hmm. I've seen you guys yeah. perform. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend for like people like that? I think you want to practice it as much as you can. And mm-hmm. that can be by either studying it in school or it's about picking up plays it's mm. about learning the learning about the industry and seeing if that excites you you can read a play you can go to the theater even if there's not much theater on there's some mm. brilliant initiatives and performances online from the UK and from around the world that are streamed live there's National Theatre Live which is a, yeah. a brilliant um, scheme that beams live theatre productions out across the whole wide world so it's about seeing something that hopefully will you know start that fire will you know ignite that passion mm. for it yeah You know, th- this week I'm going to London House, and on You're going to London. Friday I am. Mm. I'll go with you. Um, <laughs> on Friday I've got a meeting with a hologram company. Wow! And this is for Expo 2020. Nice. Year, okay. Next okay. Year. And we're going to have a conversation about how we can beam in performers and performances from London stages into the UAE. That's crazy. It's kind of, it'll be great, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just really crazy. I mean, the other day we were talking about a, a, a space DJ playing in Ibiza. Right. Like yeah. from space. To, yeah. It's crazy. Technology is just mental right now. Yeah. yeah. Kind of goes back to the days of the original Star Wars when Princess Leia was beamed in mm. onto the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Let's oh. go, Star oh. Wars. <laughs> Did you guys know that her father was in the first Star Wars ever? <laughs> wow. The <laughs> first 1971, <laughs> three. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> You're so <laughs> Good alley-oop there, well, Doctor. Very good. Right here. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we still got like two, three minutes. And um, if you don't mind, Mr. Alex, I want to perform for you one of my favorite hits and something I'm very proud of, which is like a bare necessities kind of Fantastic. track. Fantastic. I'll say what I say in any audition, when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that so, so many times Alex, over my life. In your own time. <laughs> Whenever in time, and it goes a little something like this. Mm-hmm. Bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. Come on. Lovely, keep going. I mean the <laughs> bare necessities of Mother Nature recipes that brings the bare necessities of life. Now that's the kicker. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the trees to make them for me. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, sir? Is good? It's not, it's not bad? Do I have potential or no? It's, a, it's, it's some a, really good work. It's a, it's a really good it's, work. It's, it's simply this. No, it's no, not. No, it's old and muzzled. Can I just say that it's no. also extra special today because you're in national dress. I yeah. think that that meant yeah. that obviously gives it an added flavor. You've never perhaps. seen a Saudi, a blue-eyed Saudi wearing the, the thobe and then never. singing... Uh, 
surrounded by three incredible people looking at him like what the what is no, going on here so. we're in all a little hats. bit a little bit. oh man no but really it's uh i think for me the the main thing of meeting people like you sir is like you you get hope that we will hopefully be awarded for our creativity and i i mean that in very very honest way you being here that's what we need we need a yeah. chance Absolutely and I think that's what Andrew and myself have been doing and trying to spread that message this week about creativity that it's not just about standing on a west end stage mm. uh, and mm. being being a star in the spotlight but actually creativity is in all of us and it's about yeah. how we can unlock that for everyone. And it's wonderful that you're you're bringing that message to children. It's lovely you you're not coming out and just talking to the expat community. You're going in and you're talking to the children. Yeah. And mm. that's the bit that I like. So all of these messages that that you're uh, you know because I I've been here 10 years and i've never found the the input and the mm. access to performers and creative people like you that i have in the last i don't know a year maybe it literally is in the last 18 months mm. that it started happening and it's really really exciting i think we take it for granted in the uk yeah. we're we're very mm. fortunate to have a lot of the opportunities yeah. and the access to the arts and the yes. theatre and it's saturated alex Absolutely. i mean you know it's just everybody wants to be part of that mm. yeah mm. Yeah, and it's a great, exciting community to be part of. Yeah, creative, fun, collaboration—it's it's yeah. lovely. Yeah, I mean, you're happy to sit on the periphery, aren't you? That's the thing. I think that even if you're just on the periphery, certainly in London, as an actress, yeah. I was—I was nothing, but I was happy yeah. being the nothing, just or trying even to in get the audience. Breadcrumbs. If you go and see a good show, you yeah. get goosebumps, kind of tears. It's just brilliant. Yeah, got to be part of something. And mm. it's all here in the UAE now. Happening right here. We're gonna take a short break, and we're not letting you go yet. We oh. still have one more <laughs> segment, and we're gonna be right back. Keep it locked. Always 95. I'm right here, Yellow Home. The heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. SMS Pulse 95. We want to hear from you. 4215. Anytime. It's Pulse 95, Yalla Home Live through till 8 o'clock. Anna Schofield, Big Hass, in the studio and joined by Dr. Andrew Lee and the director, Alex Packer, director and actor. Such a pleasure having you in the studio with us. Bless you guys. Uh, what's coming up in the show, Anna Schofield? We're so, talking definitely music greats. We're talking music greats. And uh, yeah, I, I went big and bold today. I think nice. you're going to enjoy the song. It's upbeat. It's uplifting. Um, and we could all do with one. There's a riddle right there. Um, so, uh, so we'll discuss that, obviously. But we've got to talk about uh, Saudi National Day. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the Na- Saudi National Day. I have a few insights about the things that are happening in Saudi today and how the UAE and Saudi are celebrating and celebrating it together. Because there's loads going on in mm. the UAE. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. all over it's, the place. It is all over. But yeah. before that, since we have our guests, for a couple more minutes, what I want to do is this. All right. Oh, okay. Uh oh, Mr. Alex, oh. you ready? I'm so ready. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> Born okay, ready. I'm give, uh, let's 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 do a mini competition between Mr. Alex oh, and Andrew Lee. Okay. Just some background yeah. so that they know. Okay. He's he's been doing this now f- to me for three weeks. I started off bad. I've now got up to five years old. Those are the ones that I can do. Right. Anything right. more, I can't. Right, but so, this one is easy. I think he'll get it. Go, go so big on these guys. They're intelligent. We'll start. We'll start slow. All right. Um, so the riddle is this, and we're playing riddles right now. Two in a corner, one in a room. Zero in a house, but one in a shelter. What am I? Oof. Um, oh, you need to say those again. Yeah, go, 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 go. Two in a corner. Right. Two in a corner. One in a room. Zero in a house, 
but one in a shelter. So oh. I think that I think that's the letter R has. <laughs> Is it? Very good. <laughs> Told you. You need to up it. Has up the up so the ante. Is that here. the age three question? Yeah. Huh? Two and a half. Uh, two and a half. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Let's see this one right now. We need to have the buzzer thing. Who, who, yeah, who gets we do. it first? Um, what has a neck but no head? Mr. Alex? Oof. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible at these. <laughs> Me too. You, you found my downfall. I don't have a riddle brain. Yeah, I don't have it. I see things in colors. Mr. Andrew? Dr. Andrew? What has a neck but no head? Hmm. Um, no, sorry. Oh, wow. We I'm just going, I'm back oh, to age two. Oh, oh, a bottle? A bottle. Oh, That's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, nicely done. Good. Anna Scofield. Nice. Yes. Coming in unexpectedly with the header right there. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. We'll d- let's do one more. Um, hmm. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? I know what this one is. The more you take, the more you leave behind. Think about it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make it easy for you, Alex, because I want Alex to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. It's, not a this, it's just something I'm trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> play, with, play with you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you think of something, radio. if you think of something like this, right, and then all of a sudden, I see the wind flowing. Okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm seeing. What this. happens when the wind flows? There's horses, and the question is, the more you take, the more you leave behind. What's actually going on on the ground in terms of? When a human being walks, how does he walk? He puts his foot. Is it a footprint? A footstep, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fantastic. Oh. I wonder where that was going, oh. Hass. You were like, there's wind. And I was thinking, what's this going to do with walking? Yeah. yeah. I, I'll be very frank with you. I just, you know, we got these sound effects. I wanted to play it on the show today. <laughs> oh, I see. And we're just, you know, see. fitting them in. Okay, let's see. Um... You want to do one more? One guys? more. Yeah, one go more. on. One more before we let you they're, Don't you think they're addictive after a yeah, while? Yeah, they are a little bit, yeah. I'm hooked okay, now. This is, this is an easy one, Anna, but okay. Don't look, look at me look and at say you. that. <laughs> Take off my skin, I won't cry, but you will. What am I? Oh, I know. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. Oh, oh, that was really quick. <laughs> You've been practicing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my skin. Cooking. That's easy. Oh, you said cooking. cooking. I think I've got it. Yeah. Is it an onion? Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> See, you've got your, yeah, you've got your riddle brain on now. Oh, man. Another one. Hit us. Another one. No, <laughs> <laughs> more. It's our show right now. Um, okay, that, that one that one's a, was a bit difficult for me uh, to get, but let's see. Um, what do you throw out when you want to use it, but take it in when you don't want to use it? I think I've got this. The cat. What? Well, no. I, I don't, it's a cat. Is it an anchor? It's an anchor. Oh. Whoa. Come on. That's Ladies amazing. As he said, Anna, I've got my riddle brain on now. You've got your brain on. No, but really, really amazing. I want to thank both of you guys. Yes. Really, thank you so much for blessing us. Dr. Andrew Lee, a legend. Thank you so much for, for being with us and helping us always connect with people who are mad creative. Um, Mr. Alex, this is really amazing uh, to, to meet you. Um, and you, thank you for having me. And I, I just ho- really hope that you enjoy your stay over here and you go back, obviously, you know, to the UK and, and really tell them there's so much talent over here. Yeah. And it's not really what you see on the media. That's my main, main message yeah, absolutely. to a creative person no, like you. It's been fantastic to be here and experience what it's like to be in the UAE in person. It's been fantastic. Um, well, we got a couple of questions here. Mainly they were asking about your social media. They couldn't find you on social media. Are you on social media? I am, yeah. I'm, okay. on, I'm on the old Twitter. Uh, nice. There's a little underscore before my name. So I'm at 
underscore Alex Packer or one word. Okay. Someone, an Alex Packer beat me to it. So okay. put that underscore. <laughs> underscore. In. That's the one. All right. And Dr. Andrew Lee, I know you're good on Twitter. What is it? So you can get us at ArtZ International nice. or ArtZ London. Nice. Thank you so much, you guys. I'm leaving you with this song and peace and love. We say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Just say Thank salam. Thank you very much. Salam. <laughs> salam. <laughs> and a happy Saudi day. My bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. We're going to be right back. This is Winnie Houston with I Will Always Love You. Let's go. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.